where Derek and Hilary Walker, the pastors of the Oxford Bible Church, and we're continuing our series on prayer, on the Lord's Prayer in particular. Yeah. And we've reached the point where Jesus tells us to pray with authority, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Or as it is in heaven, so be it on earth. And uh, there's an authority in that prayer where we know what God God's will is and what his kingdom is in heaven uh, we know it from the word of God and now we are enforcing it on earth we are to bring it on earth through our prayers and so this is where we take our stand of authority this is where we're a channel for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's in heaven but he's also been sent by Jesus to be here on earth actually more precisely in us on earth and so we are connected to heaven heaven and earth is connected through us through the Holy Spirit so as we pray the kingdom of God and the will of God into the earth the Holy Spirit flows through us to bring it to pass and so we have a privileged position of if we know what the kingdom of God what the will of God is to now bring it into the earth through our prayers. Your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to bring what is already true in the heavenly realm to bring it into the earthly realm of our situations, mm -hmm. of the people we're praying for. And this connects to the scripture, that uh, the promise that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 16 when he announced the church that he was building his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against his church in other words the church would be born into a spiritual warfare but yet mm. God would give authority to the church over all the powers of darkness and this is where he says in Matthew sixteen nineteen, and this is the literal translation I will give you the keys of the reign of the heavens in, uh, or the, of the kingdom of the heaven in other words we are members of the kingdom of God and we have been given the keys that's the authority and the means see the keys are represent your authority and they also give you the means to access the power of that thing if you have keys to the car you have authority over it and you also have the uh, the means to access the power of that car mm. and so if we have he says I give you the keys of the kingdom the name of Jesus the blood of Jesus the words of God all of these are keys uh, of authority by which we can release the power of the kingdom on the earth and the whole point of the keys really is to to release the power of the Holy Spirit on the earth and to bind the power of the enemy and so we've got the right to do that Jesus said I give you the keys of the kingdom of the heavens whatever you bind on earth shall be bound having been bound in the heavens notice that mm -hmm. that anything that's illegal in heaven such as any any strife any sickness whatever is doesn't isn't allowed in heaven whatever has already been bound in heaven we are now to enforce that on the earth by using our keys just agrees perfectly with the Lord's Prayer we have the keys we have the authority to bind on earth what's already been bound in heaven and God says I'll back that up and it will be bound mm. and in the same way whatever you loose on the earth shall be 
loosed. Praise God. Having been loosed in the heavens. So whatever we can see has been bound in heaven. We can bind it on earth and and the power of the Spirit will come through and make it so. And likewise, whatever we loose on earth, if it's been loosed in heaven, and all the blessing and the, the grace of the Holy Spirit that has been loosed by Jesus in heaven, and if we just now take our place and loose it on earth, that allows the power of the Spirit to flow from heaven to earth through us. So we have this authority to loose the Spirit of God and to bind the spirit of the enemy. And uh, and so just think about what keys do. They open doors or, or they open windows so that that power can flow mm. out. And so where does the spirit flow from? When we use our keys to open the doors of the kingdom of God so that the spirit of God can flow, where are these doors? Where are these windows through which the Holy Spirit flows into the situations? And I want to tell you that those doors and windows are in us. The Spirit flows through the door, the doorway. We need to open the doorway by using our keys for God's power to flow. You see, Jesus sent the Spirit from heaven to live in us forever. So the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace and joy, in the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit's in us, so the kingdom of God is in us right now. And therefore, the the doors and the and the key and the gates, and and the windows of the kingdom are in us. And so, when we use the keys, and it's up to us to use the keys of the kingdom to open up those doors, to open up those windows, uh, to release the power of the spirit into the world. You see, if you and if you don't use the key, then the doorway through which the Holy Spirit wants to flow into the earth is locked and closed. So you have to use the key, which is your words of faith, to open that window so that the Spirit of God can can flow into that situation. It's up to us to use it. And as we speak the name of Jesus, as we use the words of faith in our prayer, we loose the rivers of, of the Holy Spirit to flow out of our hearts. The window of our hearts is opened for the Spirit to flow. And this is pictured in Malachi 3.10. In the Old Covenant, the, the Spirit flowing is pictured by rains flowing down from heaven, flowing through the windows of heaven. And that rain produces then a wonderful harvest of fruit. Malachi 3.10, God says, I will, I, will I not open to you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing? pour out the rain you see through the windows of heaven that there will not be room enough to receive and here the rain from above is a picture of the blessing of the Holy Spirit flowing and now that we're in the new covenant the Spirit has already come down from heaven you see and the Spirit now lives in us and so the windows of heaven are in us and as we use our keys to open the windows of heaven then the reign of the Spirit is going to flow from us into the situations. Praise God. That's the new covenant uh, application of that, you see. Then in Malachi 3.11, the other side of the keys is described. We're not just loose the power of God into a situation, but it says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so he will not destroy the fruit of the ground, says the Lord of hosts. In, in other words, God... But in the new covenant, 
we have authority to rebuke, to bind the enemy who wants to destroy, who wants to spoil, who wants to steal. We have authority in the name of Jesus. We have the keys. He says, God's now given us the keys. He's given us the authority to do it. And so as we pray, your kingdom come. When we, that part of that kingdom coming is we buy that sickness, I bind that sickness. I command that spirit of strife to stop operating. I bind that spirit yes. of confusion. I forbid it from operating in, in that situation. Mm. I'm using my keys, you see, to bind and to enforce the kingdom come. Because where the kingdom comes, there is no strife. Where the kingdom comes, there isn't sickness, you see. And so we have authority to bind that sickness and to loose the power of God, you see. So we have been given keys to pray with authority to bring the kingdom make it present on the earth mm. praise god binding the enemy and loosing the power of god and so we restrain evil through our prayers by praying your kingdom come and we also loose all that is good we are to be that channel between heaven and earth we are to use authority in our praying once you know the will of god you can move with authority and enforce it into the earth i love what romans 5:17 says that we are who've received the gift of righteousness we're to reign in life as kings we're to reign in life as kings you know the way a king is uh he rules by his words doesn't he, he yes speaks he does the word mm. and it, he expects it to be done it's his and decree we are to reign in life as kings yes. i love that we are yes we've been given authority Mm. Uh, to use our keys yes. and yeah. to reign in life and to speak your kingdom come, yes. your will be done and to expect that now yes. to come to pass mm. again we're not twisting God's arm we're just enforcing what God has already decreed in heaven yes. we're enforcing it yes. on the earth and so we're looking again at the Lord's Prayer and we're really focusing on praying for others because um, you know your will be done your kingdom come we're, we're praying that into other people's lives, into, yes, into the yeah. situations that they're mm. in. We can't force them to love God no. and to receive these good things, but we can pray the presence of God upon them to, so that they're yes. able, so that their eyes are open, that they're able to, to receive what God has for them. Yes. And, uh, but it's often we can be praying for ourselves so much we're so aware of our own problems yes. and our own needs yes. that we don't really spare much of a thought for praying for no. others and you know that's why in this part of the lord's prayer a significant part of our praying needs to be praying for others you know that yes, it does. it's a christ-like thing to do isn't it to yes. pray for others mm. not just ourselves we we need to pray that god's kingdom comes into the lives of others we we can't be selfish all the time. No, we can't. Um, there's a lovely joke actually about a girl. And she said, Lord, um, I'm not going to pray for myself. I'm only going to pray for others. And she, she had her time of prayer and she finished it off by saying, Lord, please give my mother a handsome son-in-law, <laughs> which I thought was rather neat. Yes. There you go. We get it in. We can't help it, can we? No, we just can't help <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> but if we'll pray for others, it will bring a blessing into our lives. I know when Job oh, prayed yes. for his friends, mm. then, uh, you know, he was healed as a result. So yes. even, you know, it, it does benefit ourselves. 
to get our eyes yeah. off ourselves and pray for others it's healthy for us too i find that so helpful particularly if one is facing a, a difficult time is to actually start praying for somebody else because there's always mm -hmm. someone in the world who's far worse off than than you and and we really ought to be grateful for what we have you know if we've got two eyes two arms two legs mm. you know we're having we're, we're great yes we should <laughs> focus on that focus on that yeah now uh, the apostle paul and and this is a, a key verse here and if we uh, turn to mm. 1 timothy chapter 2 yes. it's interesting he says that he says i exhort first of all Yes. You know, as a first importance. Yeah. Not praying for ourselves, mm. but he says, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, yes. all people. Yes. And so praying for others, mm. uh, everyone is important to God. Yes. And, and prayers, intercessions for others is, is of first importance to God. Yes. Um, and so this is part of our Christian life. It's part of uh, yes. what we do when it says walk in love. Yes. How can we love our brother? Well, one of the main ways is, is to pray for them. And, and so this is a major way we fulfill the command to love others. Because we release God's presence, God's life, God's yes. blessing through we our do. prayers. I mean, this is, this is a mighty weapon against the forces of darkness is to pray for other people and as you said as we pray for other people i mean we just get blessed as well yeah yeah so we're going to look at some scriptures that support yes. that for instance james five thirteen, sorry james five sixteen. 16 yes. he says pray for one another pray for one another that you may be healed yeah that's interesting isn't, isn't it isn't it yes um, philippians do you know i hadn't seen it that way yeah <laughs> well, it's the way you tell it. <laughs> Pray for one another that you may be healed. Uh, oh, is this like, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes much power available. There's another translation that says makes tremendous power available. So we can't control people through our prayers, but we can make much power available to them. Because yes. we're releasing the Holy Spirit to them yes. through our prayers. And Philippians yes. supports that as well. Yes, it does. It does. Um, and also in 1 John 5.16, uh, we're told, If any see his brother sin, he shall ask, and he shall give him life. God shall give him life. So as we ask, yes. then God's life mm. is released to that person. Yes. And that gives them an opportunity to repent. We can't make them repent, no. but we're giving them the life so that yes. they are able to wake up and, yes. and repent and receive God's restoration. Honestly, I mean, God is so faithful. Uh, I, an illustration in my own life: that my my brother was was leading um, a life of, you know, self gratification, really, and and obviously in business, and his whole life was focused on mm. earning money and living well. And I remember, I remember exactly where I was and I felt it was by the Holy Spirit. I started just praying in the Spirit and then I, was, I felt such a great concern for my brother. And I remember the thing that I kept crying out and crying out to God, oh God, give him time for amendment of life. Mm. Oh God, give him time for amendment of life. And God has been absolutely faithful to that. Mm. What I didn't realize at the time that I was praying, which was in January 95, um, 
he did actually have a heart problem and had to go for major surgery, mm. heart surgery. But God was so faithful because um, my brother went home to be with the Lord last year. But he'd really, God changed him um, through, you know, people had spoken to him. He'd, uh, he'd seen a program on television and really been moved by it. And he had totally, totally turned around mm. so that I, I remember almost the last words that he said. He said, I want God to be glorified in my funeral. He knew he wanted mm. to die. He'd been diagnosed with terminal cancer. But he said to my friends, don't pray for me to be healed. I don't want to be healed. I can't wait to go to heaven. Well, that shows a tremendous turnaround, and God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that we could ask or think or imagine. Mm -hmm. God is faithful. Mm. Yes, and uh, in Philippians 1.19, Paul, who was in prison at the time, yes. said that uh, through your prayers and the supply of the Holy Spirit uh, of Jesus Christ, this will turn to my deliverance. So he was saying, thank you for your prayers, and uh, mm -hmm. they are supplying the Holy Spirit to me and, and into my situation. It's affecting the people, it's affecting the decisions that are going on, and it's going to end up in me being released from prison that I can go and preach the gospel. And so yes. when we uh, pray for someone, they may be their backslidden, maybe they don't know the Lord, uh, maybe they're even enemies of us, working against us, speaking against us. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Yes. And and you can pray, and you can pray the, the Holy Spirit upon them to give them a chance to turn. And so we should pray for others. Yes. But how? How do we pray? Mm. You know, often our prayer life can also be kind of reactive. You know, we're constantly, yeah, that's you it. know, in a crisis, yes. so we pray. Yeah. Which is, which is fine, which is yes. right. Um, but... I don't think that our prayer life should be so just reacting to problems all the time. I think God would have us have a strategy in our prayer life yes, I agree. for how we pray for others yes. rather than just praying always against situ yes. know, crises that are mm. happening. How, what strategy are we to have in these situations? We're not just to be reactive but proactive yeah. in, our, in our prayer life. And what is God's strategy? Mm. And, and again, I think if we go back to this prayer your kingdom come your will be yes. done yes on earth as it is in heaven mm. it will give us the answer yes because prayer is not about man's will no and and the, the problem is if we're always just praying reactively it's like oh god please do this you know we're, we're yeah. just focused on what we want to have an easy life because yes someone's making to put out all these <laughs> fires that are yes. going on but it's not really about man's will being done in heaven it's about getting god's will done on earth. earth yes and so the starting point for our praying is god's kingdom god's will not man's needs yes and the problem with reactive praying is we're, it's always we're needs. being controlled by needs yes we are and mm. and and so the first thing on our mind is the needs yes it is but our our prayer should be your kingdom come your will be done that's yes. the starting point the main thing yes should be God's kingdom, God's will being done on the earth. Yes. Now the two are not contradictory, because no. uh, because God's will yes. is to meet 
needs. Yes. He knows what we need. He wants mm. to meet those needs. So we're not talking about two clashing things here. Yes. You know, he loves us. He wants to meet our needs. Yes. But we, it, we're actually praying from a lower level if we're yes. just being controlled by needs. Mm. Because really what we're meant to be praying is God's kingdom and God's will. Yes. And it's like the byproduct of that is that needs are met. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But what we're, the real heart throb of our prayers must be mm. we want God's kingdom and God's will to be established on the earth. Yes, we do. And then praise God. Mm. Part of that is the meeting of needs. But yes. I think if we just focus on needs all the time, we, we, I think we might miss the bigger purpose and yes. the bigger thing that's going on. And so we want God's kingdom to come into the different situations uh, we're praying for. You know, and what does that mean, you know? Well, we know that when Jesus returns, he will establish his kingdom. Yes. And he will manifestly reign on the earth, you know. And we, we pray for that, you know. One aspect of praying your kingdom come is like, Lord Jesus, we want you to come. <laughs> we want you to kick Satan off the planet. You know, we want your kingdom to be established. Um, but right now, Jesus talked about how the kingdom comes in this present time. Yes. And I think the parable of the sower is crucial here. Okay, the sower yes. sows the word. Yes. How does the kingdom work now? How does God produce results in this present mm. age? It's through the word. word. Yes. Through the sowing of the word into men's hearts. Yes. How, you know, God wants people to be saved, but how are they saved? Through the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. So... God's kingdom comes through his word. And, and yes, then the other thing God wants is, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but I know we're running short of time. Yeah. But, you know, God wants all men to be saved. Yes, he does. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm. God's, God's, what is God's kingdom? What is God's will in the people around us, in their yes. lives? Yes, we want them to be helped. Yes, we want them mm. to be healed. But what God's will really is, number one, that all men be saved. Absolutely. He's not willing that any should you know, perish. That's his number one priority. Yes. And therefore, that should be the first focus of our prayers for them. It should. Whatever be. else is mm. going on in their life. Yes. The center of our prayers is that they would be saved. Yes. So we need to talk mm. about how we do that. And then secondly, that they come to the knowledge of the truth. Because God yes. doesn't want them to stay a baby Christian. No. They want, he wants them to come to, the, to grow up. Yes. To become like Christ, to, to become mature. Yes. How does that happen? Through the knowledge of the truth. They need the Word of God. The Word of God yes. forms their life, forms their mm. character. He wants them to grow up yes. and be strong in, in that way. So those are God's two priorities. For his kingdom to be established in their lives, yes. they need to be saved, mm. and then they need to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. And notice both of those happen through the Word. The word of the gospel, first of all, is what yes. saves them. Yes. And the word, the teaching of the word of God, the, the, the Bible, is what is going to make them mature in Christ. Yes. And, and actually, that's what we're talking about here is the Great Commission, isn't it? Yes, it is. Jesus gave the church the Great Commission. And he said, preach the gospel, number one. Mm. Those who believe will be saved. Yes. Part one of the Great Commission. Mm. But then he says, go... Matthew 28, make disciples of all people. Yes. Teaching them. Teaching them what? To the observe. word. Teaching yes. them all that I've taught.
taught you. Taught you. Yes. Teach them to observe that. Mm. So teach them the word. So it's the word that gets them saved. It's the word that actually, you know, gets and changes their lives, changes their hearts. Yes. So I believe that our strategic praying is to pray for the fulfillment of the Great Commission, yes. to pray for their salvation, to pray for them to become strong in the mm. Lord. And what we'll, we'll see this more next time. But what we're going to see is that a lot of the most of the New Testament prayers, Paul, for example, is praying for the believers in the churches mm. that they would grow, that they would mature, yes. they would become like Christ. Mm. You know, that's what God wants. Not necessarily, you know, yes, that they'd be healed, mm. but, but they, that they would become yes. strong in the Lord. Yeah. And so a lot of the prayers of the New Testament are these two things yes. praying for the salvation, yes. praying for that discipleship for so why is prayer important we said it happens through the word yes it does but, but the word it's the word and prayer it's the two together it's it? the two together because mm. it's the prayer that releases the anointing yes. and the presence of the holy spirit that goes with the word to make it fruitful like we said before mm. you can sow seed in the ground the parable yes. of the sower you sow the seed in the ground you sow the seed of the word in men's hearts mm. but if you don't have any rain on that seed yeah. it can't it will stay no. dormant it won't be able to produce the fruit it won't be able to produce the manifestation and so the seed will lie dormant mm. and so not, as well as sharing the word yes. we we need to release the rain of the spirit through that prayer. yes praise god so if we're praise witnessing god. to someone we give them the word, but we also mm. water it with our prayers. Yes. If we are bringing up a baby in the Lord, yes. as it were, we need to share the word with them. Yes, we do. But we also need to water it with, with our prayers. Yeah. You know, if you want to see your prayers answered, look after a new Christian and pray for them because God's really going to answer your prayers for them. Oh, yes, he is. And so God wants you to mm. pray for others. Make that an important part of your yes. prayer life. because. As you pray for others, you know, you, you will get blessed. Mm.